Goosebuds is supported in part thanks to Audible.com. You can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com goosebuds. Over 180,000 titles to choose from, including the very books we talk about on the show. Check out our upcoming book, The Haunted Mask. Everyone will think you're listening to something smart, but you'll know the real secret. You're listening to a children's book, and you're helping support the show. Again, that's audibletrial.com goosebuds for your free audiobook. Enjoy. here to LA, uh, one of my first jobs was working for this company that did voice recording for big video game companies, including uh, Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas, right? Awesome. Okay. So it was, it was cool. It was fun. Um, got to meet a few minor celebrities. So you got all to meet s- all five voice actors that worked on that game. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. If I'm allowed to smack, it's, it's Dom's heard this before. My biggest pet peeve is that we would hire, it's not we, like Bethesda uh, or, you know, City or whatever, like would hire, I forget, Bethesda, yeah, Bethesda was doing those. Um, would well, uh, New Vegas was was Obsidian? You were right. Right, about that. you're right. Yeah. Right, Obsidian. Yeah. So they they changed. We had we did both titles, but oh, they would okay. contact us and we'd hire the voice actors. But a really frustrating thing would be like we would get twenty different actors at least to be NPCs, just generic like you know townsfolk and, and mm-hmm. raiders and yada yada yada, and they would all say the same lines. Like uh-huh. whoever write, wrote that stuff for Fallout would just go, oh yeah, these twenty NPCs should all just say. Hey, how you doing? Good to see you. Oh, like, no. So it's it just mind-boggling. It's like, because you guys just spend another hour just writing variations on hello. Right. They didn't, which is why you'd have all these situations where you go into, like, a campsite, and there's three different dudes who all say, like, hey, nice weather we're having, right? Like, And then they all just say that in unison, and it's yep. super immersive. Uh, it's super breaking the immersion. But Yeah, absolutely. But, but anyway, the... Minor story that I thought was really funny because you were talking about uh, Caesar before we started recording. Yeah, fuck uh, Caesar. Mm-hmm. Was is we were going halfway through, and in Fallout New Vegas, there's a whole you know uh, campaign or a whole group of people who are all like centurions, like Caesar's you know legion. Yeah, and halfway through. I think we just realized that like the game wanted us to pronounce it Kaiser, which is like the uh, yeah. fancy old timey way. Yeah. Like, oh, really? Because we're already like halfway through with Caesar, and they're like, "Ah, uh, no, change it to Kaiser." It's like so half the people are just going to say it wrong either way. They're like, "Yeah." So <laughs> if you ever play that game and you're wondering why like it's not accurate, it's just that uh, how it is. That's great. Cr- wait, so wait, did they keep the half? That said it wrong. Oh, yeah. We're not going to like re record, you know, we're not going to re record thousands of people. Oh, not my thousands. God. Sorry. Dozens. I don't think I, <laughs> holy shit. I don't think I even remember people saying it the real, like the way that we say it. Because I remember yeah, just no, always it, being like, it, what the fuck? Now, when this I hear, is, anytime I ever say the name Caesar, I think Kaiser. Yeah, like a good Kaiser salad that you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, have, you, have I ever told you guys my other story? I'll just tell this real quick. By the way, welcome to Goosebuds. We're recording this. Hello. Uh, Hi. Hello. I would tell you the rest of this uh, story is, uh, so Fallout's kind of famous for having like celebrity voice actors or like stunt voice actors. So, like Fallout 3 is Liam Neeson or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Fallout New Vegas, I'm trying to remember who this was. They were trying to get, well, Fallout 3, they tried to get Bill Clinton to play the president. In uh, Fallout New Vegas, we were trying to get, uh, what's his name? Arnold Schwarzenegger to play like oh, the, really? the head of the government. I forgot it was like his name was like the governor or whatever it was. It was supposed to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. He right. would do it now, I think. Probably do it now. But at the time, I think he was like kind of still like a serious politician. So it was right. kind of that. So we couldn't get him for it. But usually it'd be like, you know, other celebrity guests like Matthew Perry was in New Vegas and they get like Will Whedon and all that sort of stuff. Right. But uh, for New Vegas, our celebrity actors came in. And we started noticing, like, our celebrity actors weren't, like, famous. They uh-huh. had before had been like, oh, I don't know, like, you know, uh, Michelle Rodriguez would come in or something or, or whatever it is. And suddenly, like, the last month or two was just like, I don't know who this guy is. And we started Googling them and trying to figure out what they were in. And we finally realized, like, great detectives, that all of these actors had been in Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, oh. shit. And, and that uh, the producer from the game company who was with us was a huge Star Trek fan. 
So he and was he just was like, the, I'm going to work this angle so hard. Oh, yeah. Like, he'd already met, like, in. the big actors. Now he was just trying to meet, like, this guy uh, was a space captain for seven episodes. Like, uh-huh. he was just trying to, like, get work his way down the levels right. of the B and C listers from Star Trek Next Generation, which is super funny to me. That's great. I think that's super cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's super cool. And also, like, I don't know why this old guy played this dude. Uh, he was like, it'll be like Gargoyles, but, like, the B character. Right. <laughs> <laughs> is that, isn't Gargoyles all released yeah. by uh, mm-hmm. the TNG yep. guys? Wait, is that true? Yeah, it is. Oh my it's a God. big TNG cast. That yeah. makes so much sense. I never thought about it. Uh, okay. Anyway, welcome to Goosebuds, guys. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> uh, We're also, all talking about Fallout 3 and Vegas. Because we were just talking about Fallout 4. Fallout 4. We're all playing, it. We're all playing to, Fallout 4. And to get real spooky, I don't know if you know, but I worked at the voice the voice recording studio where they did the Fallout 4 voiceover. What? Ha- half of the actors, ghosts. No! <laughs> yeah. No! Ghosts. Yep. Whoa, that makes sense why like half the game's dialogue is just weird static. Mm-hmm, yep. Yeah. It's like it's like it sounds like a recorder fumbling around in someone's pocket, like someone trying to pick it out of their pocket. I yeah, that's you, what most of it is. And, and that's, you can, yeah, and you're pretty sure you can hear hell inside of the static. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like a uh, jack in the box being wound backwards. Yeah. Wait, I want to hear a uh, serious question. What's everyone's Fallout 4 character like? Um, I wanted to make Ric Flair, and I couldn't, <laughs> so I just was going through the presets, and I got to the Japanese guy with the top knot, and I was uh-huh. like, oh, man, that's dope. I'm going to be a Japanese oh, guy. that's so funny that you picked that guy. My guy is a white guy with a top knot, like every white guy. Oh. Uh, well, it, it looks a lot better on the Japanese man. It does. Because it's, you know, a little bit more uh, heritage. It, uh, it's cool, because it's called the Ronin, the haircut. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, but uh, his name is Windexter. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What's his first name? That's it. Oh, okay. It's all Just one name. It's After the apocalypse, he's like, I shall now be known as one name. He he walked around the uh, wasteland naked for like a day. Oh, his whole in, name uh, is Windexter. Windexter, like Poindexter, okay. but like he's like he he was Poindexter, but now he's Windexter because he's always like killing shit and winning in life. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I figured like Windex <laughs> is like a product. Uh-huh. Okay, that like would be a cool name for a guy. Oh, so he's like Windexer, like he he's a good window cleaner. He's a Windexer. Uh, it's like Dexter. Yeah, like oh. the serial killer. And uh, Windex. And it's just a kind of a kind of a, 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 a thing I got there. <laughs> <laughs> I have to assume. I just put two things together, you know. I'm gonna have to assume that that voice doesn't work. In the pre-recorded vo- names category, no, it doesn't. Oh, because Fallout will, yeah, Dang. Fallout will say your name if you type it in right. Uh, Chad's also not in it. Oh, sorry, my name, my character's name is Chad. No, he no, has, Chad. He has a high charisma uh, and is definitely not a self-insert for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I did Paul. I also did Paul. Chad. It's okay. Do they have Paul in there? Oh yeah, Paul's in there. Mr. God, Paul, son Codruth of a. Says. They had a preset of Paul's face. Actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just load it. Your number, your preset number nine, which is really weird. Yeah, it's, it's just actually a, one. No, it's default. <laughs> it's a default guy. I I uh, I didn't change my my girl character at all. I really thought about being a girl. I'm gonna I'm going to do a girl character that fights with hammers. Oh, okay. Yeah, like like dual hammer. wielding like, hammers? Is that a like, thing? Like, a, like probably get a super sludge at some point, but I'll start her out with just a regular old hammer. Okay. My main strategy uh, my main strategy's been uh be a punch guy. And mm-hmm. since that oh, game yeah. does not play at all towards melee or everyone was like, Yeah, you can get high stealth and creep around. That game does not allow you to do that. That game is like No. Have you I, have you been specking toward it though? Have I've been start strength? I've been trying to and I just don't get you know, you're like you find yourself in an environment where you're like, okay, creep on this wilderness guy. You're in the uh-huh. middle of the barren desert. He's gonna see you. Don't worry about it. So right. my strategy has been to cheat the game. Is I don't try to like creep up on a guy like Batman. I more just mm-hmm. let the guy see me, and then quickly run away around a corner and wait for him to come around <laughs> after. And then he gets a tire iron to the face. It's my, I've done it through most of the game, and it's so worked really really well. You're playing a mugger basically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of like keeping crime alive. <laughs> kind of like if a mugger was like, "Hey, come and catch me! Come on, come on, come on, come and catch me!" And then you mug them. Um, I went through 
a maze I found last night. Like, what? Like a haunted house kind of like. Uh, house wait, hold on. Ooh. Is this real life or in Fallout? This is in Fallout. Oh, okay. And uh, it had a bunch of trip wires that I disarmed and stuff, but it was so creepy. Um, I don't know. It's like it was on my way to the toy factory. If that sounds familiar, to I I'm not there yet, but that sounds creepy. Um, but it's but it's real spooky. I, I I was just trying to you know segue back into goosebumps here because uh, <laughs> you know, spooky, spooky stuff. We probably should talk about goosebumps. Let's talk about books, uh, guys. It's been a while since we've read a book. Well, I mean, maybe we've read other books, right? Yeah. But this book series, we've been kind of uh, staying away from what our bread and butter. You know, you, you know. But it was it's been a nice diversion. I've liked the change a little bit. How about you guys? Um, well, I missed you last episode, Paul. I missed I, you too. Yeah, I was dead for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> you died, didn't you? Yeah, I, that Wolverine got me. That that man that Wolverine. Were, that werbagool <laughs> from the from the comics. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's just just a Canadian short man. That short <laughs> Canadian man got me. Yeah, what were you doing? Dude? He was were you charming. Like helping out Magneto or something? Or? He was charming. I just went, you know, I had to hear what he said, and it ended up being swords in his hands that came at me and he was like hey i'm in every x-men book all the time i don't know how i do all of these things (laughs) maybe i'm spread out what's that oh so maybe i'm spread out too thin what yeah wolverine yeah i think he might be where he he pressed himself a little much i mean that's why he killed paul probably (laughs) yeah he was just like stressed out as hell (laughs) but we are back to reading books Books. Not all of us. Not all. Oh well, yeah. Dom Dom was struck blind and can't read anymore. I got hit with a rock <laughs> oh, in my eyes. Jesus. Both yeah, of them. Two it was rocks. Pretty fucked up because some guy like just ran out into the street you were walking down and said, "Hey, come over here," and then ran around a corner and you walked around the corner <laughs> and hit him with a rock. Yeah, dude, it was terrible. Oh my god, whoever would do that'd be a monster. <laughs> it was kind of like your Wolverine story. Yeah. <laughs> it's also a Wolverine special attack. Is hey Sentinel, come down the street, come and get me, and he hey, runs I got around a corner. To come around this corner, and then you go <laughs> then around and snick snick, and you're you're dead, dude. I heard that um, Professor Xavier and uh, Wolverine, he had his audition. He's like, I got two abilities, these claw hands, and uh, I can throw rocks right in guys' eyes. (laughs) And then he did it to Professor Xavier, who's like, ow, but you're hired. (laughs) Ow, you're hired. Never do that again. (laughs) Now, hold on. I'm going to go get a German German circus man who can teleport. Hold on a second. BRB. I'm going to tell him we don't need him anymore because we got you. Uh, I didn't have uh, the opportunity to uh, read the book today. It, it usually takes a short amount of time, so I, I, I had it on my schedule for today, but it just didn't get done. That's so okay. I watched the episode, guys. I well, watched the episode of the two-part episode of the Goosebumps ooh, TV show. How is there a two-part episode for this book? How did, yes. I got to tell you guys. Do you mind if I just say? I'll do just it. say, and then we can get into book discussion. Sure, uh, we'll we'll do some comparison, and I'll 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 talk a little uh, about it. Yes, but it's probably the best Goosebumps episode I've ever Whoa. seen. Wow! Yeah, it's really good. I don't That's believe cool. that after strained peas. I don't believe it. <laughs> well, strained peas. I mean, Paul, I, I'm 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 happy you didn't have to see strained. I'm going <laughs> to feel? watch it. I haven't watched it yet. I I will. It may have. It may spook you. I'm some, in a I'm bad a little, way. I'm nervous to do it, yeah. I'll be by yeah. myself, too. I won't be able to talk about my feelings about it with you guys. So I think that's why I can't do it. But this yeah. show, I'm not going to guess, was it just about like kids doing hood rat stuff? And a girl watching from <laughs> right? the bushes? Because that's what most uh, of this book was. It's it's not. It, I, it is different from the book, from what I've gathered well the book um, and we'll talk about that but uh it's a two-parter and it's real good but let's let why don't we talk about the book guys you guys read the book yeah so we the did. book is exactly what chad just said like i i take, <laughs> I, I take notes i take notes on all these books when i'm reading them just to be like you know just to think of things that, that stick out to me i have uh like like six notes for this one because there was yeah. just so little one of my notes happening. one of my notes was oh god i just blacked out the last 30 pages and realized it <laughs> like i was just reading it and nothing happens other than a girl just asks multiple versions of questions of like why couldn't they see me why wouldn't right. why, it, why has no one seen him man i feel like someone would have 
Notice that they moved in. Man, why is no one talking to me? Like, over and over right. and over again. Dude, I was... Okay, so... The beginning of the book, I was like, yo, R.L. wrote this one. One, because it's Hannah from the movie. <laughs> yeah, this is Hannah from the Goosebumps this movie. Is Hannah from the movie. So instantly, I was like, well, great. Now I know that she's a ghost. And let's spoil, like, it spoiled the entire thing for me, which turned out not to be the ultimate twist. But um, oh, I, that, boy, that was twist. spoiled. But at the beginning, I was kind of charmed by Hannah. I was like, hey, this kid's not so bad. You know, in in broad contrast to the other pieces of shit that were usually laid upon us uh this kid wasn't so bad you know i actually made a note of that because so we're following the girl hannah who is in name and spoiler tied to the book uh tied to the movie version of hannah uh and she does have a trait which is uh terrifying nightmares and dreams uh-huh. that are mm-hmm. all very heavy-handed uh allusions to what actually happened to her but her first nightmare the first chapter is like her house going up in flames right and then she wakes up uh and then has this attitude of like man i'm really glad i'm not dead and then goes and gets right. breakfast and i don't know if that whole like euphemism for like waking up and just being glad you're not dead is like really really inspiring or a cry for help like, like, a, right. like a, for a 10 year old kid to be thinking about that all the time like boy glad I didn't die in a fiery inferno spoilers she actually did and that was real right uh, I've definitely had dreams where uh, I was in uh, sure peril uh, about to die and then woke up and thought hmm glad I'm not dead yeah <laughs> I've had dreams where I've murdered somebody and, I, and I'm like oh fuck like cause you don't I don't like remember like the murder <laughs> happening but i'm like definitely like oh god i killed somebody and i wake up and i'm like oh thank god i didn't do oh my god Wait, so your, dr- your your nightmares are like the opening level of indigo prophecy which is exactly <laughs> yeah. that i love you ever played or indigo prophecy like the movie brain scan i don't know that movie, <laughs> but i yes. don't know brain scan you guys oh my god that's a video game movie what, what? yeah that's a movie where a guy Get a new disc video game oh. where you uh, 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 take the role of a serial killer and you have what? to murder someone. I am not Uh-oh. liking images of this guy. I'm looking up on Google. Careful people Googling it. Not not a great face. Yeah, put brain scan film. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, I remember watching that as a kid and uh, enjoying it. So I don't know how good it is. <laughs> well, if it's anything like my dreams, it sucks. I actually, Sarah, I have dreams where I try to fight a monster and then fail and then That's wake the up worst. with disappointment. Like, two nights ago was fighting uh, gremlins. I was a gremlin hunter helping a group of people, and I just couldn't kill them. They kept coming back to life, and I woke oh, yeah. up with a feeling of, well, I let everyone down again. I guess we'll all die. <laughs> and that's most of my nightmares, is more disappointment than fear. Yeah, yeah. I I have a weird uh, recurring dream. Um, it's not always the same, but... Uh, though there will be someone uh, who is threatening, very much so, and uh, I will perform a move. It's not always the same, but we'll perform a move that would murder them. And wow! Unfazed and also not angry, just like a blank stare back. I've had I've, I've had dreams like that. I had a dream, very vivid dream, as a kid. Uh, in my old house, my childhood home, where a I saw a man, and it was it was, a, it was like a long take. It was like a Stanley Kubrick horrifying long take of this, this man emerging from the woods behind our house at night in the dark, but you could see him because sure. it was like moonlight. And he just slowly came towards our house, walking, looking right at me through the window, comes through the back door, and I like I saw him coming, so I prepared to fight him, like you said, Dom. And I remember smashing a chair on him, stabbing him with a knife from the table, Damn! and he did the same thing. He just kept staring at me, and it was. The most scariest dream yeah, of all yeah. time. It's so frightening. <laughs> it's so so. Yeah, frightening. when you're just helpless to defend yourself, right? Like you're yeah. trying. That's yeah. That's even worse than just getting killed. You know, he so should have just wrote this as the book, and this it was been a more scary. scary. Yeah. You saying that is more terrifying than what mostly happens in this book. <laughs> yeah, dude, Paul, you need to start your own series, man. Paul's Paul fears. Paul's Paul's fears. Paul's night fears. Paul, it's just Paul. Paul in a bed, but like the blankets are like a little damp. How about night Paul's? Night Paul's is pretty great. <laughs> Reader beware, Paul's are really scared. <laughs> Paul's are really scared. <laughs> it's real Italian, obviously. 
Mamma mia! And the uh, first book is uh, Public Dump. You have to go to the <laughs> Okay. Okay. So let's talk about this girl who has nightmares that are nearly as interesting. Hannah's dead. Hannah is dead. I, you, you might be worried about the spoilers. It's very obvious. I think it's even if so we had seen the film, everything in this book is the writer, you know, going, uh, I don't know if people are going to get it yet. I got to really lay this in. He beats you. Like, she writes that letter to her friend, and she's like, this is death. And she oh, just writes oh, it in all yeah, caps. Okay, hold on. I have some problems. with. So Hannah is just, like, stuck home for the summer, and a new boy has moved in. And the yeah. book wants you to think that the new boy Danny's moved in is clearly a ghost. Because all the things that would be a problem with a ghost interacting with someone is her misinterpreting that Danny's right. a ghost. But right. she keeps writing these letters to her friend at camp. And they're very mean letters. They are. Like, she's, uh, like, being a real, a real bee to her there, friend. There's one time where she goes, hey, why have you not written me back? Cause, because she's a ghost and no one would write to a ghost. Why have you mm-hmm. not written me back? I hope you drown in the lake. Whoa! (laughs) She's mean. She's real mean. She's really mean. And also a missed opportunity for not making them be like, hey, you know, my friend, she's over at Camp Camp Nightmare or like something. Like just drop a name and then make me go like, oh, cool. The horror Mm -hmm. worlds of Goosebumps are all tied together. He drops. You know, you know, you know, like dumb little kids would be like, she gonna go? When's she gonna go to that camp? Yeah. I remember that camp. That camp was scary. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go back to there was there was a there was a, there were aliens. I guess. I guess. Sorry. Oh wait, she couldn't have gone to Camp Nightmare because it's on another planet, Chad. I, you're right. Jelly Jam, Shit. maybe, maybe Jelly Jam. There you go. There it yeah, is. Yeah. See, there's other camps in the la- in the canon they could use. Yes. Uh, he does mention he does have a street called Elm Street in this one. Yeah. So here's the parts that get really confusing. Hannah has a family, mm-hmm. who are also all dead. We'll find out later. Yep. Her brother, but her brother, her twin Herb. brothers, her one brother, Herb, who was named Herb. What kid was named Herb <laughs> in 1990? <laughs> Herb. Also, that just took me right out of it. No, I would not believe this at all. No, the twin brothers, her family, they all talk to each other and they all interact with each other. Like there's a whole chapter where Hannah is tossing a ball around in the kitchen yeah, and knocking things over, and they all just keep handing the ball to one another. Like it's this weird. It's like a stage play at the high school level where you have a prop, and right. no one knows what to do besides handle that prop. So everyone's just passing the ball around. Right, right. I was really hoping for that ball to just be carried through the whole story. There's there's so many things. Like okay, so I was like I knew she was a ghost, and so I'm like looking at it while I'm reading it, and I'm like trying to just see like okay, what's his plant here? You know, what are his, what, you right. know, what's he trying to what's he trying to set up later? Um, and, and, you know, obviously uh, all the allusions to death and things like that are there. But I was like, her, Herb, seriously, I was like, what the fuck is that name? Uh, also, she says at one point that she's going to go back and watch General Hospital. I'm like, what 12-year-old girl watches General Hospital? Uh, <laughs> only so, the dead. Only the dead guy. So I was oh, just my like, God. So I was like, wait, that show's pretty old. Maybe she's been dead for decades and her brother's got an old person name. You know, like, and I thought maybe that's oh. what it was. No, I was being way too. I was being way too smart for that. Also, her brother had a Game Boy, so no, not possible. No, there's multiple things that actually make me wonder if this book took place in like the 1920s. Besides yeah. the old name, uh, it might just be R.L. Stein being an old man. Because at one point he refers to the twins are watching a quote cartoon tape, uh-huh. <laughs> which just sounds like an old man name for TV. Uh-huh. But more importantly, there's this detail later on. When you think you're going to find out uh, Danny's reveals he's a ghost, he he just can talk to her, I guess. They never really cover why Danny can talk to her because she's a no. ghost and, and he sees her. There's never like, like you have the sight or whatever or just you're a special boy. It just Danny, no. maybe because he's a ginger. I don't know. Uh, well, it's funny because when she realizes she's a ghost, she figures out the mechanics of ghostism very quickly. She's like, sometimes I'm very visible, and sometimes I'm not, and sometimes I can touch people, and sent- sometimes I'm not. She like goes through the whole mechanics. Yeah, of Yeah, yeah, like, but it's also all like, over the place. Came to terms with that quickly. And like after she's aware of being a ghost, which is like later in the book, she mm-hmm. then gets like tripped over by basic things like I was trying to climb through the window instead of just go through the fuck wall. I'm a ghost. <laughs> yeah. but, like I was trying to go through the window, and then got tripped over by a hose. Oh my uh-huh. god! I'm just like, uh-huh. how is this a problem for you? Like, shouldn't you be? You just 
couldn't not pass through things before. Phase. Learn to phase. Phase. Well, you already... you know, I, I would say in her defense, she only recently learned she was a ghost. Okay. Okay. I, you yes. know, because right. I did think about that because um, I believe the book ends the same way, but she gets on her bike and starts pedaling towards uh, Danny and... Why would you have to ride a bike? You're a ghost. You can fly, probably. I mean, <laughs> right. What we know about ghosts. I right. think of nothing, you would theoretically be biking faster because even if you're pedaling the bike, the weight of you as a ghost would be weightless, so you would have less resistance on the bike? I don't know. Oh. Mm. I don't know how ghost physics work. We need to get a doctor or a scientist in here to help us tell us how this works. We really do. But before I forget, the other reason why this is 1920 is Danny talking to Hanny, like he has all book series, like the whole book, says... Okay, I should tell you why my why my mother ignored you earlier, why she didn't respond to you. Right. It's not because you're a ghost and he seems to know it. I, I can't tell if Danny can tell the whole time or not until the very end. But he goes, oh, I'll finally tell you. My mother's deaf. Right. She's really embar- she's really embarrassed by it. And I don't know why, maybe I'm just wrong. Maybe the nineties were a different time. But uh-huh. like who's a who's like a family shame that she's deaf? I know. There's, it's not like they, like they <laughs> like, took the deaf people and like put them out into the woods and were like, see ya. You're not well, a part of this. Well, you have to remember that, you know, we live in a pretty tough time. You know, people are pretty angry at each other. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, when our parents were growing up, people just fought. People were just <laughs> angry. People were just like, you know what? You know who sucks? People who can't hear. Let's beat him up. (laughs) It really was done as if Danny was like, please don't tell anyone. I don't want the town to kill my mom. That's what it felt like. It definitely (laughs) felt like that. And and now you may be wondering, hey, guys, you seem to have just cut to the very end of the book. Uh, What about all the fun details inside? There are none. Dude, when R.L. Stein (laughs) writes a story that takes place during summer and talks about how bored a kid is, that's how boring their book is. The book is as boring as their boring summer every single time. Yeah, like it's mostly it's all the bad parts, I would say, from the girl who cried monster. Yeah. Where she kind of suspects Danny's a ghost without without anything, except for one random, if I may read, one random uh paragraph nestled in the chapters and chapters of her wondering if Danny's a ghost. Please read. So Hannah's thinking about all the evidence about why Danny might be a ghost. And I don't know if I just missed a moment earlier in the book Uh or just this never happened, but this is a uh, direct reading from the book. (laughs) She thought about how he had seemed to disappear into the shadow at the side of his house, how she'd had to squint real hard to see him. And she thought about how he had seemed to float to the ground, landing (laughs) silently from the roof. I don't know. That's (laughs) it. ends. Silent as a ghost. Like, when did that happen? Was that in an earlier chapter and I just forgot? Yeah, he or fell off. She... Uh, he was climbing up onto the roof to get his ball out of the gutter. The ball that you were very Is that what she's referring about. to? Okay, yeah. that's what she's yeah. referring to. I did right. not even think that was like a ghost it's, event. It's really poorly written, though, because he gets up and he's like, I'm falling. And then it's chapter break. And then the next chapter happens. And she's like, and he was right in front of me. It, it just made me think, though, of like... The other version of that chapter is like her just thinking about other stuff we hadn't seen. It was like she thought about all the things Danny had done. Like that one time where he just walked through the wall and took her glass of orange juice. <laughs> yeah. Or that or that other time he reanimated his her dead grandma's skeleton and said, Hey, how's it going? <laughs> like just all these like obvious red flags that Danny uh-huh. is a ghost. Uh-huh. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. So I mean like really yeah, it's, it, the whole thing is obs- is her observing Danny, and that's what makes this so boring. And the only things, so it's super obvious. Like he tried to play this, the, yeah. the sixth sense, yeah, that she's dead because she pl- tries to play this sixth sense like angle. But the problem is he doesn't have another main character that you're viewing it from. So like you're always viewing it from the dead girl. So the old like trick of like she said something to her and she didn't hear her this time, and he bumped into her and walked past her, you know, like. You see through that within two, three chapters. So you're watching her watch Danny be a bad kid, as you said, Chad, do hood rat shit with his friends. <laughs> you're right. It would be if it was the sixth sense and it was only told from the first person perspective of Bruce Willis uh-huh. talking to himself the whole time. Exactly. Making all exactly. of the interactions where someone ignoring you, which is done a lot in fiction. Right. You do, like you said before, you do always need to have another person talking to them. 
So which is Danny. Notice. Which is yeah. Danny, but but she's not like constantly with Danny. She's observing him a lot. She's and mostly that's the tailing problem. Danny. And I also say too, there are multiple times, like you could tell they were trying to draw this out. There are multiple times she says out loud to Danny, "You're a ghost, right?" And then Danny right. just doesn't hear her. Right. Like from the very beginning of the book, she goes, "You're a ghost, right?" And then Danny just doesn't acknowledge it. Right. And then another time she's like, "You're a ghost, right?" And Danny goes, "What is that?" And she's like, "Oh, never mind." She's like just act, just say it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. Uh, that's like hanging out with me, Chad. I feel like you know that. <laughs> well, I haven't um, been asking you, and I should. Yeah, I mean, if you, I mean, I, I, I have to answer, but I can miss it twice if you ask me. Oh, okay, so. okay. The third <laughs> time's the charm. Lay that out there. So I'm going to ask Dom. So how how is this jiving with the TV show? Does it feel about the same? How do they handle this? Uh, they really set up a couple of neat arcs in okay. the TV show. Whoever wrote this episode, I'm sorry, I did not get the uh, credit, but. Whoever wrote this episode uh, broke it up pretty well into two really neat parts. So the first half happens. You're kind of thinking that uh, Hannah is a ghost. You're pretty sure. But they have some pretty neat things that make you second guess that. Like Hannah brings up an article on the internet uh, about a house burning down in her neighborhood. And she misreads it and thinks it's Danny's house. And she thinks it's Danny. And she's like, you're a ghost. I know because this freaking thing says your house burned (laughs) down. So you can't possibly live in that house. And uh, he's like, no, this is your house. And they go back to her house and it's all effed up and she's like no Uh, (laughs) uh, i think i think the first part ends with her going back inside and there's like a shadow danny like the 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 shadow which actually isn't um spelled out for you that it's shadow danny they just say it's a spirit okay um actually actually she says who are you and he goes no one a spirit (laughs) you know know, it's not it's not a perfect show (laughs) but uh (laughs) Um, but, I have uh, questions hey, about how it goes. I'm not the making internet. any excuses for this show. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, uh, I have a question uh, about how a ghost uses the internet. This is like this is a lot of the problem. If the ghost, like Hannah, manipulates a lot of things, and it seems right. like other people can see her sometimes. Right. I'm very yeah, confused. Unbe- uh, unbeknownst to her ghosting, um, uh, she keeps living her life, and uh, they kind of explain that the shadow person tells her that um, you were just going through the everyday things that you've been doing forever and uh now you're a ghost and now she's having trouble picking up items and like existing in the world and uh i believe the second episode starts with uh the ghost kind of having um this ghost moment from the film where he has to like kick that can or pick up that can in the subway with that crazy ghost, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, Patrick's oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about this. I was like, I don't remember that part. I don't okay, remember that chapter no. at all. No, no, Patrick Swayze ghost yes. when he ha- he's in the subway with the crazy ghost. Mm-hmm, yep. Yeah, so there's a, there's a scene like that with the mailman. Basically, Shadow Danny, or the spirit in this episode, reveals that um, Danny can see Hannah because Danny is going to die. And Hannah saves oh. Danny's life like three different times, three or four different times oh. in the episode. And he's like, it's too late. You have to stop trying. He's going to die. And he accidentally sets the house on fire, mm-hmm. and he gets locks himself in uh, the closet. And uh, what an idiot! So, what a dumb yeah, idiot! Who taught that kid how to survive a fire? <laughs> it's a, it's a pretty pretty bad pretty bad plan. But <laughs> but the explanation that the reason he can see her is because he's close to death, which is kind of close to the book, but not said in the book, is much better. I can totally understand that, especially if she's trying to do a reverse Final Destination where she's trying to right. prevent death. Uh-huh. I, I will say because our book also has a mysterious shadow force, which I was looking forward to thinking, oh, cool. They're doing something where, like, even though I already know that she's a ghost, I think this is supposed to be, like, the Grim Reaper or something coming Yeah, that's what I thought. It was her, like, I, at first I thought it was Grim Reaper. Then I was thinking that someone was trying to perform, like, an exorcism on her for Also Danny. a great idea. Also yeah. a cool idea. Because you also could have done a lot of stuff with making it scary by saying... Oh, yeah, like, if you'd seen a shadowy figure coming and trying to drag you into, you know, either, let's say it's actually resurrecting you or dragging you into heaven or hell or whatever, that right. would be terrifying without context. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's mostly just a shadowy figure showing up going, get out of here, leave. <laughs> yeah. no. Which is kind of the worst shadowy <laughs> It's kind mm. of the worst shadowy figure. So I don't know how your, uh, your boy dies or almost dies, but Danny gets in with the wrong crowd in the book. He sure does. Well, 
Oh, he gets in with the wrong crowd, but they're more of just neighborhood kids who are giving him a tough time because he's the new kid. Right. Oh, really? I think that's kind of going on with ours. It's just... It just escalates so quick. It's like Danny's being made fun of, and then suddenly it's like, "Hey, Danny, let's come knock down the cool mailbox for our our our, our neighbor, Mister Chesney." Who got me think of Ke- Kenny Chesney? And I wish it wasn't. Uh, that's, that's what I kept thinking. Yeah, I kept thinking. Even though he's the opposite of Kenny Chesney, because Kenny Chesney's all about a good time and partying and music, and mm-hmm. definitely Mister Chesney said he doesn't like any of that stuff. So absolutely not the opposite Chesney. But it goes from, "Hey, kid, we're making fun of you." To let's go beat up some stuff, which I totally identify with middle school bullies. Like they, yep. they totally, Yeah, that's kind of how it goes. Totally how it goes. You might just suddenly be their like, lackey. But it goes from that to, hey, even though Mr. Chesney threatened to shoot us with a shotgun, which is really terrifying, yeah. legitimately terrifying, uh, hey, let's go sneak into this guy's house and burn it down. Well, here's the thing is, that's weird about that is they like don't really explain what they were going to do in the <laughs> well, house. What? <laughs> No, I'm just. I agree with you. Yeah, it oh, goes from. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I it you goes from. Just a sh- no, it goes from a shot from them like creeping in, and Hannah notices that they have a box of matches, like a yeah, cartoon they, villain. Like, they like light one outside, and they're like, "Yeah, let's sneak inside now, and we'll play with it these works. in there." It works. <laughs> and let's go do this. And then Danny gets pulled out or whatever. One of the kids goes, "I was like, we didn't mean to set it on fire." I was like, "What were you doing then? Yeah, what Lighting all of his candles? Like, what were you going to do?" Uh, in the in the we were gonna show, go fart in there, but we were gonna light matches to make sure he didn't smell the farts when we left. We, you know, we just want to leave our farts there. We don't want to let them know. We want them to breathe them in unknowingly. Uh, they go into light a stink bomb in the show. Oh, okay, mm. that's at least more clear. Someone writing the episode on TV made a little bit of a a better they fix, call. They fixed some things, yeah. Yeah. So uh, throughout both parts of the episode, um, Schubert's. Uh, trio in e flat is like playing it's like the theme of the uh of the show okay this little ghost piano music um and uh so uh danny uh i'm gonna spoil it here guys you should watch it it is good but uh danny uh locks himself in the uh closet um and uh what a dummy what a dummy and danny. And, and, and the place is on fire so um uh hannah comes in she uh, she opens the door. She tries to open the door. It's not. Uh, oh, she opens the door. Danny falls out. He's passed out from inhaling too much smoke. So she can't pick him up because she's a ghost and she doesn't have that ability. She can't pick up like something as heavy as Danny. Yeah. So she starts playing uh, trio and E flat on the piano. What? And then they, they they hear it outside and they run in and see Danny. And they what? Pick him up and take him out. Wait. So she plays a spooky ghost song on the piano <laughs> to bring help in? Yeah. And and the, he looks to the piano and the piano is playing itself and he's like real scared. Oh. And he gets out of there. Man. And then uh, and then Danny and then afterward uh, like Danny's like taking the hospital and she comes outside to uh, call to him. It's actually it's actually a pretty touching moment. And then her family's there, and they're like, come on, you did good. Let's go to the spirit world. And uh, it actually kind of made me tear up. It's a it's pretty, good, pretty good episode. Okay. The ending right, of the book is kind of emotional, too. Yeah, but all I'm picturing right now is a piano on fire playing a spooky piano song. <laughs> and it sounds like the craziest image in my head. That's, that's a great visual. It's straight out of, straight out of a Nutramilk Hotel song. Literally out of a Nutramilk Hotel song. <laughs> all right, so maybe yours doesn't have this. Uh, I think this book is pretty much the most, like, by the numbers, I it's so obvious on the twist. I yeah. was really not feeling it, maybe just because it had been spoiled for us, but I was just finding this to be probably my least favorite book we had read. Yeah. Until the crazy diversion of the reveal of the Shadow Figure. So it's not yeah. the Grim Reaper, and it's not just like, you know, someone trying to resuscitate Hannah. The Shadow Figure finally, when Hannah goes into the fire that the kids have set, and she's in there, and you know, and Danny's in there. The shadowy figure pulls back part of his shadow body, revealing Danny and going, I am ghost Danny. That is the real Danny in there. And when Danny dies, I will take his place. So, yes, he reuses his mirror world thing. What? From the (laughs) mirror episode. And then, hold on, here's my question for that. Where's Hannah's replacement? I don't Where's understand. She in the world? Is like, well, she's the, the replacement, right? If, if I may, let me, reread, let me read that quick passage for you because I copied okay, it because I could not believe it. 
I am Danny's ghost. When he dies in the fire, I will no longer be a shadow. I will be born, and Danny will go to the shadow world in my place. No, that- no, Hannah shrieked, raising her fist in front of her. No, Danny will not die. I won't let him. Danny's ghost opened its mouth and uttered a fell-smelling laugh. You're too late, Hannah. Too late. So, <laughs> what? Like, heaven so and hell good. is like a shadow body swap? Yeah, like what the fuck? Well, that's the thing. Like they never, they never address like if this is if this is the way. Then where is Hannah's shadow version? Is she the evil version of herself? All right, here's my pitch. Here's what I think. Here's what I think the answer is. After reading it multiple times because I could not believe uh-huh. what I was reading. Yeah. It's really been like so by the numbers, and then suddenly Arlstein reinvented the afterlife. Uh-huh. Here's what I think. Because <laughs> when Hannah's done with her work or whatever, she gets to join her family and they fade away. That seems to be like a heaven to me. I'm not trying to get into yeah. religion, but that seems to be a heaven to me. I think Danny was in hell. I think Danny because was a he's bad a piece of boy. Shit. I think Danny. Man. All we know about Danny is he's a redhead, and he likes to mess up uh, mailboxes and burn down houses. I think Danny was going oh to hell, my and I God. think I think when you die in this universe, if you're a bad guy, you have a ghost version of you that takes your place either as a ghost or as a real boy probably as a ghost roaming the earth and then you go into the shadow hell oh my because it says danny will go to the shadow world that's that's crazy that's heavy is that's that at all in shit. the is that at all in the show um there is a part where she's like i think she questions who he is again and uh, Danny's face is like stretched upon his face because I think it's behind <laughs> like a green scoop suit in front of a That's green great. Scoop, you know, that they great. you know keyed in. But uh, uh, yeah, it's kind of a really scary moment because it looks like an alien's face. Um, but basically, she's like, he's like, yeah, Danny's gonna die, and uh, you know, that's 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 that. I'm, I I I I don't know for sure. If there's like this thing where it's like, oh, I'm going to become powerful once Danny's dead, because after Danny is saved, there's no like, no, right? (laughs) Yeah, in the book, there's one shot where like, because she pulls him out in the book. There's no spooky piano. She just musters it up and just does that generic hero thing of like, if I believe to myself, I'll do it. She drags Danny out, so she's still tangible enough to do so. Drags Danny out, leaves him in the in the grass, and then the ghost man just fades away. Like, ah, oh, no, he didn't die, and then goes away. So like she he, prevented his death and creation of Shadow Ghost Man. If you wanted to really scare some kids, you should have been like, "Bitch, death is inevitable. I'm I'm going to win <laughs> this one." No, that would be actually terrifying. You're pitching a really scary version of Hannah, like goes away and then she notices that the shadow figure still follows Danny forever. Like that's right. super heavy. Yeah, that's scary. Uh, she comes outside and uh, she's like, "Oh, you should be gone. Where are Where are you still here?" And he goes, "Life is death." <laughs> and he shoots Danny with a shotgun and it's like, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh!" <laughs> uh, and it's like it's real slow motion, you know? Oh yeah, she, made- the ghost shoots the ghost shoots ghost bullets out of a shotgun. Yes, out of a, out of a ghost gun. Out of a ghost gun. Uh. Can I point out again how much I loved these hooligans that Danny teams up the with? Hooligans which, are the hooligans. Which, best. by the way, I don't think they get any repercussions for burning down old man uh, Chesney's house. That, that, that's really crazy that in this book, uh, both children are threatened with a shotgun and children decide to burn <laughs> yeah. down the house. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. and uh-huh. see, there's no repercussions. Like her pa- his parents, Danny's parents, I get our parents are concerned and most, you know, they always take their safety over everything. But right. it, it, that whole moment plays like Danny's pulled out of the fire. His parents are there, and there's not a single moment of like, "You little shit, you burned down the house." Like my parents would have, my parents would have been so mad at me. They'd have oh, been yeah. glad I was alive. But there's no punishment. There's no cops like leading him away to talk to him. The other right. boys are just gone to be uh, future coolness. And I'm totally missing the earlier detail to show how badass these guys are. The ice cream they stealing. Steal ice cream. Steal ice cream. Hey, they stole ice cream. They, they ordered the ice cream. 
They got their scoops of ice cream, and then they ran out. How many times are you going to pull that grift, kids? Uh, they, even said, they even said, hey, let's go back and steal some more. I'm like, what? <laughs> These kids are super. Are su- like, that plan's going to work again? <laughs> I think it's going well, to. Well, Daddy even, Daddy even brings up, he's like, hey, we should, probably shouldn't show our faces around town for a little bit. Like he he, says, like, Danny wants like they're gonna they're gonna go hit the mattresses in Florida for a Danny couple wants to lie low. Which yeah, I kept thinking yeah. this too. This is the problem with any story that takes place in a small town. Is like I don't know how crime ever existed because you know everyone in the town. Right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> like I don't know how those three boys weren't already being arrested by the man running the store. Right. Uh, by the way, those two those those teen youths had the best burn as they're tearing down poor the poor man's mailbox, which looks mm-hmm. like a bird. Yeah. They are insulting him out loud. Please tell me you have the same one written down. I just wrote down this line from them because I thought I wrote down his ultimate badass line, insult. Mm -hmm. Who would write to him? (laughs) (laughs) That's their big burn. Who would send mail to him? Dude, Chad, no lie. I like put that entire section. (laughs) (laughs) Because they they say that. He also, I have this line. He carved it himself. What a dork. And I'm like... That guy has Whoa. tremendous skills in woodworking. He's fan- yeah. he's awesome. I am fascinated That's by this man. That's how bullies are, though. They see, you know, they see something nice, and they go, "Must have been stupid to waste your time on this." And then they <laughs> yeah. take a piss on it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Dude, the best part is when they're daring uh, Danny to do it. They're like, "Yeah, you said you said if you were going to do it, if we if we dared you to do something, you were going to do it." And they're like, "Go it's, it's a great idea." And he goes, "Danny's awesome comeback is no wait." Maybe it's a dumb idea, which would probably work on bullies, I'd say, at least 85% of the time. <laughs> Just tell them it's a dumb idea. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, you know what? He's right. That is a dumb idea. You get fought. You get beat up that way. Yeah. Hey, you could be a hero that way. Or they just die from bullying. And then the ghost shadow man shows up over you. Their shadow bully ghosts show up. Shadow bully. Yeah, I really want to... I, I still have so many questions over how... The shadow mechanic works. Yeah, again, like I don't know if Hannah's version went to heaven, and this is just her ghost. Like, are ghosts just kind of like duplicates of you, and they could be good or bad? I don't know. <laughs> Let's just go back to the simple things in life, like picking apart their ice cream stealing grift. I think that's what we really got to stick with so. here. I want to see that crime scene, like the uh, ice cream shop filled with cops, and one cop is saying to the other. So this is where they ran out. <laughs> <laughs> There's little chalk outlines of ice cream cones on the ground. Don't worry. We'll get those boys, <laughs> Mr. Scoops. Hey, uh, you know, there's that fire five years ago that murdered the whole family. This is our new top case. This, is our <laughs> this new one yeah. went to the top of the list, boys. <laughs> top of the list. Well, well uh, we were going to investigate those ghost sightings. But, uh, you know, uh, I got to say the kids in the show are nowhere near as mean they're kind of just ding-dongs right uh-huh. um they like to eat um they have th- <laughs> is is chesney uh the postman by the way yeah chesney is the postman who also okay. is the old man who made the mailbox i believe yeah okay because chesney is a younger man but he is a post postman they decide to light a stink bomb in his house and the one kid the the dumber one uh he's like oh here's his address and he takes a piece of paper out of his pocket, and he's like, oh, there's a gummy bear on it. Sorry. <laughs> it's like, why? Why is, is that a detail? Why is that a detail? Um, and, then, uh, and, and then Hannah comes into uh, the house to see where they are. And uh, sure enough, that gummy bear piece of paper, they left it. They were like, we memorized this address. Let's go, guys. <laughs> oh, they left it for Hannah to follow? Uh, yeah, Hannah, Hannah gets on her bike. She does not fly. Yeah, like, I, I, we Again. are not exaggerating. If you have not read this, how much it's Hannah just following Danny and the hooligan boys from afar, watching from bushes, and going, like, come on, Danny, you're going to get busted. Don't do that. Come on. Like, there Danny is the main character. Yeah, there were times that I forgot Hannah was there. I just was like, oh, we're just, look. this is my third-person perspective on Danny. Yeah, she's kind of a framing device that is, like, a voyeuristic kid. Yeah. Like this could be think, an art indie indie game where you just follow boys in a neighborhood. Right, right. Do you think this is? Do you think it stands for anything? I think this is a metaphor for a teenager, not even a teenager, a young child's scope of the world. Because if you look at the first half of the book, where Hannah's just obsessed with Danny being a ghost, right? Anytime something that comes up that would challenge that crazy idea, 
she then assumes that person is also a ghost. Right. Like right. all all of her all of her chain of question is like, well, Danny might be a ghost, but I've never heard of Danny's friends before, so they must be ghosts. <laughs> right. Like it's just that right. if it's not in Hannah's reality bubble of like people she knows or is aware of, because obviously she has a limited memory, but in her mind. This could be a metaphor for any 10-year-old kid who's like, as long as it's not in my neighborhood, I don't care about it. Uganda, I don't care about Uganda. They're all ghosts. Like, I'm using Uganda right. as a metaphor for, like, a third world <laughs> right. country, not just specifically saying Uganda's full of ghosts. But, like, right. I think that's the metaphor you could apply to this whole thing. So this is the the birthing of a schizophrenic. A schizophrenic slash someone opening their eyes to the world, a.k.a., right. I guess, death and reality. Right. So the Matrix. The, it's kind of it's like the Matrix. The Matrix. <laughs> it's kind of like the Matrix. There is that uh, weird chapter where Hannah wakes up in a vat of like human goo. That when I think yeah, about it, is, is very chapter. like the that Matrix. Was a weird yeah, that really was that weird, weird, weird like chapter. flash moment. Yeah, that was real strange. <laughs> can, can we talk about how, uh, in terms of messed up stuff in books? I think the whole fact that the family just died in a fire is pretty terrible. Yeah, that's dark. pretty that's pretty horrifying. That's that's more horrifying than uh the gas or whatever it was that killed a whole town in uh Oh, in the first in the, one. In Welcome to Dead House. Yeah, yeah, I thought about that as a fix is like I know you need to have the family died, but I I don't know, like a gas leak or I don't know if maybe a murderer is too violent, but like a fire just sounds so brutal. And right. one of the most horrific deaths. Also like Okay, so they rebuilt the house perfectly, and she inhabits her old house and remembers it as her new one. There's something about it that's just very, very bummer to think about. Those two little twin boys, yeah, burning her, and dying, her burning and dying, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like the scary parts of this book aren't in the book. It just you have to think about it out of context. Like, yeah, that'd be pretty terrible. Well, the right. sa- I think the saddest part is that she started the fire, right? Yeah, do you she think did. so? She did, yeah. They said that. I was going to wonder that. Do you? Is it mentioned that, like, is it in her nightmare she starts it? No, she tells how she was telling the stories to her little brothers around the, the campfire that she made behind their garage or whatever. Oh, my and God. And then they talk about the house burning down because the campfire was lit and the kids didn't put it out properly. So she murdered That's her sad. entire family. Oh! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is... That's why she had to remain as a ghost <gasps> and, and save somebody. She no, no, to yeah, the parallel good. of... Yeah, the parallel of saving a boy's life from a fire was very apparent to me, but did not realize that she had started her own fire. She's not even yet. She's got to save another boy and then a mom and a dad. She hasn't. She <laughs> She's hasn't not even yet. yet. Her ledger's still red. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Well, this the, might... her parents, her dead parents were like, "Yeah, that's good enough, you little." Yeah, her little, parents aren't doing anything. They already went to heaven or whatever it is, and Hannah has to deal with all of it. I guess because she caused it. But oh, was she in? She was in purgatory then. She was atoning for her sins. If we're, looking yes. at this a, if we're looking at this from a Catholic viewpoint. She saved a boy's life. A young boy's life is worth definitely an older girl's life and, uh-huh. a tw- and two twins' life and a family. It's weird how it bounces out, but a 12-year-old it boy's life... Out. Don't, you don't worry about is it. She said, like, she said like 25 Hail Marys as well, which that rounded out the difference of it. Oh, man. Like, All right, so here's the thing. With that in mind, the parallelism and the whole like redeeming yourself thing, even though it's not even really reflected on in the book... Right if it's an accident or not, that might make this the best structured Goosebumps book we've ever read. It's definitely the best structured TV episode. Yeah, I mean, Um, I I know the book itself is not structured, but in terms of theme and redemption, if they had spent one or two chapters really kind of setting that up and fixing that, this would be, like, a legitimate story. I think that, I think this was the, this is why I really think this one was written by R.L. I think there was a lot put into this one in the terms of, like, uh, in terms of like you said, theming, and I think I think he really like wanted to give his characters a lot of personality. He tried to give the mom a little like quirkiness. He gave the kid well, the kids were just annoying brothers as normal, but he tried to add a little bit to that. He tried to make the kids in the town doing some bad stuff. I felt like there was like a little bit more edge to it, but like you were saying, Chad, it was felt really padded out. I felt like they were just like, well, we got to add an extra hundred pages to this. Yeah, you could cut those first like ten chapters or whatever it is yeah. out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But I guess just, I mean, in terms of a character's redemption and everything kind of fitting each other and there being a rhyme to it, uh, not bad. No. Not bad. Uh, I, I, if if you are up for it, I don't know if you guys will be up for it. I know you got plenty to do, but listeners, if you're up for it, check out the two-parter. It's on Netflix. It's pretty good. It's I, I, I really do think it's the best Goosebumps episode. I will watch it now. 
you know you know it's a great one too um and people will probably argue uh, this with me, but uh, uh-huh. the haunted mask is a great two-part episode as well. We will watch it because uh, that's the next one coming up. That's the very next book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am very much looking forward to the haunted mask. This book, guys, I gotta say, coming back, nestling down in the in the warm pages of an R.L. Stein book. It's been a little while. Yeah, felt pretty good. It did. Felt felt real right, like a. I don't know what that's like. <laughs> hey, hey, one day I get hit with that rock. One day we're gonna cure getting hit in the eyes with rocks, and you'll be able to read again. And Dom. one day society will accept you being blind, and they won't tear you apart in the county square. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I got called witchcraft boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get. That's what you Which get is, for messing with witchcraft. Which is weird because it is. It may be because I'm pretty goth. But mm-hmm. it was mostly because I was blind. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> uh, guys, do we have any final thoughts? It was definitely one of the worst ones, without a doubt. <laughs> I, guess, I guess if you just read like the first five chapters and then jumped to the end, yeah. this might be pretty great. Yeah, I wanted to like it. Because I was, like I said at the beginning, I was kind of into it. But, you know, we read... You know, Cam Nightmare, and then yes, we have been on a little bit of a hiatus, but Cam Nightmare was a really good one, and we all admit that. Yes, this is true. I think I just really love the fire theme redemption thing. Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's. She's being cleaned in the crucible of fire. Yeah, I guess. Yes, yes. That is your English major, Paul. I don't know if you have or not. That is your English major coming in. <laughs> it is, right there. Yes, good. <laughs> you know how to write your paper. You know what's funny is that Paul could probably get an English major without having to read any of the books uh, required for classes. <laughs> I already read them. He's read them. He's read them. Uh, Moby Dick, he read it. Read Infinite it. Jest, he read it. I read you guys a few comments from our subreddit about this book. Uh, by the way, if you ever want to join in, our community on Reddit, r slash goosebuds, is pretty great. Uh, this is from the conversation on this book. A few points. So Mr. Metronome, spelled like the fantasy character gnome, which is why I really mm-hmm. like it, uh-huh. uh, said, yeah, I thought it's strange that Hannon's reaction to being ignored is basically wishing the pox on her friend, the camp friend. The letter she wrote was my favorite part of the book. It was hilarious because it was like she was having an audible conversation with her. Hannah's like, hey, don't laugh at me. I'm serious. Right. I can tell you're laughing and I don't like it. You know what? You won't stop laughing. I'm not sending you this letter. Maybe that's just a teenage. This is me just adding. Maybe that's a teenage girl conversation or a crazy person. That's what I was just gonna say. It it feeds into her potential schizophrenia. Well, I mean, if you guys were dead and you were just reliving this life of writing your friends letters, yeah, you would start to go crazy. A little crazy. No one was writing you back. (laughs) I also like the ad. The added idea. uh, Mr. Metronome gives you a the credit saying, "I had wished they had done the Paul Ritchie twist." would have been that the gang had set Hannah's house ablaze originally. Oh, so they're like they're like a fire shit. arson gang. That's so the twist cool. would have been not only that she was a ghost, she would have to use her ghost powers to haunt Danny for vengeance so she could cross over, like get him to confess to doing it. I actually really like that a lot. That's a, I'm glad That's that he, pretty att- great. he attributed gonna, that to me, and I'm going to take it. Yeah. I'm going to put a little Dom, little Dom English on that one. Ready? <laughs> the boys are not uh, 100% evil because they're like, guys... We're going to start fires, but then we're going to piss them out with our dicks. <laughs> and they try, but it never works. <laughs> Maybe we should stop the fire thing, guys. I, I I feel like our piss isn't strong enough. Maybe we should just and get then, more piss for our dicks. Yeah, yeah, no, my stream's <laughs> getting tight, bro. Just shut up. See, I was picturing the other type of, of gang use where they start lighting the fire, and then one was like, Maybe we should stop it. And then one goes like, shh. Nothing gold can stay, pony boy. Nothing gold can stay. Like, what does that even mean? As the fire just, like, goes up. You can't just say that whenever you do some bad shit. (laughs) Nothing gold can stay. Uh, I also want to add from the subreddit, uh, PJP Samson added a few alternate titles for this called Goosebumps, A Lesson in Fire Safety, Goosebumps, Uh The Dangers of Peer Pressure, Goosebumps, like three kids should have gotten concussions in this book. <laughs> or Goosebumps, holy shit, the mailman has a gun. <laughs> Which are all Oh pretty... my god, I didn't think about the going postal ramifications of that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> holy shit. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, they never say for sure. I know she says over and over again, they're like, oh yeah, he wasn't in the house. He might have been in the house. 
Yeah, they never say that for sure man that. might have died, and they never say for sure whether or not he did go insane and shoot up the town after that for burning down his house. <laughs> yeah, because theoretically he went out to like, oh no, he probably went out to get wood to fix his mailbox uh-huh. and came back just to find his house burning. <laughs> he comes back, oh. he found it burning. Hannah makes it up into heaven. What you don't see is in the in the post credit scene. <laughs> Hannah makes it up to heaven, and then Danny just appears, and he's like, "Yeah, that, that guy came and just murdered us later on for burning his house down." <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, thanks for saving me from that fire, but I I got murdered." <laughs> <laughs> Hannah writes a letter from Ghost Heaven. <laughs> uh, now you ready for Ghost Next Door Part Two? <laughs> I gotta save someone from a shotgun blast. <laughs> I'll see um, ya. I really hope that during this episode, the PSA, be cool about fire. <laughs> if you don't want to get burned, you just threw a nostalgia bomb in my brain. I, I had completely about forgotten that. about that. Was that McGruff the Kind that, uh, Dog? Was that the same one with the uh, talking smoke alarm? That was like, yeah, oh my god, you're blowing my mind right now. I completely forgot Hold about on. that. Pulling that up on, on the YouTube. Hold on, we're gonna look right this now. up. That's called Fire uh, Alarm PSA Kids commercial. That's I'm just Googling Google. Be Cool About Fire Be Safety. Be Cool About Fire Safety. Be Cool About Fire Safety. Oh, it, oh my god, you guys want to have a real it crazy? Is, it it's is Gilbert one. Godfrey <laughs> as the fire alarm. Yeah, oh guys, my. I remember everything. That's not that important. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you? Seymour Smoke. Smoke detector. It is Gilbert Godfrey. (laughs) And I see more smoke coming from that toaster. (gasps) Thanks for warning us, Seymour. This kid sprinted for the toaster. I hate smoke. (laughs) So whenever I see it, I make this noise to warn you. He just like screamed at them, which is, you know what? I think that that commercial should have been, it should have cut and then pulled back to another one of just like the kids passed out. And then just another carbon, a talking carbon monoxide detector going, kids, you're not listening to me. You're having a hallucination. <laughs> Kids, wake up. You gotta go. There's a fire. There's a carbon monoxide in the house. You've painted out. Help. Get up. <laughs> and it just like says it over and over again. Uh, oh my god. Pretty spectacular. Pretty, pretty spectacular. That's fantastic. Guys, you want to read some wonderful Goosebuds reviews? Oh yeah. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can tell a friend. It's great for you to do so. You can also go on iTunes and review the show. Please give it a nice review and say a nice thing. It helps us out a ton and be discovered by new listeners like yourselves. Uh, a few awesome reviews we have right here. Paul? So mine's, mine's by Saw Guy 2010 uh, I think, I'm assuming that's the year that the first Saw movie came out because he's commemorating that year because he's a Saw guy. Oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, assuming yeah. that's what Saw. his name gotcha, is. Gotcha, gotcha. Titles, just goosebuds. I like it. Keeping it classic. This outstanding podcast covers the comical failures of R.L. Stein. If you like 9-11 timed jokes, this guy gets Thank it. Mm-hmm. And the voice of a man that sounds like John Mulaney, you will love this podcast. Wait, who's John Mulaney? No, I mean, no, no, I know who John Mulaney is. Like, I love him. Which one of us is John Mulaney? Uh, I think people think I I think it's got to be Dom, yeah. And, and I, some people say I look like him. Okay, I can see that. He's a, he's a handsome guy. I'm more handsome. (laughs) Wow. Sorry. Put John Mulaney on blast. What you're saying. I'm not on TV looking like an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Uh, looking at him right now. I don't have a TV show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he had one. He's got got 2015 brows, John Mulaney. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's Uh, got the eyebrows uh, for the age. I have a a review here I'd like to read. Sure. Do, do, do you mind if I read this? Go for it. There? Go for it. Okay. This one's titled Relive the Genius of R.L. Stein by Cat Creedy. The best part of growing up is being able to laugh hysterically at the awful media you consumed as a child and still consume today. And Goosebuds proves that motto with every episode. Always a riot and providing some wonderful insights into the enigma, into the enigma of R.L. Stein's beautiful mind. Each new Goosebuds episode is the highlight of my day. Keep it up, guys. And don't even think about skipping the shark one. Oh. Deep Trouble? 
We're gonna do I deep trouble. I think I think Kat's I can't talking wait. about deep trouble. We're gonna do some wait. deep trouble. Don't worry. I got one from Rusty Vemtire One that says Goose Gods. Question five stars. My title probably evoked some strange anthropomorphic creature instead of three grown men reading and reviewing <laughs> books written for the undeveloped preteen young adult reader mind. I followed Paul and Dom through most of their internet careers. These guys are dedicated and creative content producers who don't do fan service. Though I wish you guys would. Because fan service means you guys showed your butt, right? Like, Oh, yeah. Fa- that's like the anime term for fan service? I'm I saving so. it. I'm saving it. I don't want to be wanted for my body right away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's good for you. I'm going another 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they continue. They do amazing and fun reviews, great banner, and keep you listening. I don't even look forward to the thing they're usually reviewing on a podcast. Just the general banter and humor. Do yourself a favor and check out this cast, Goosebuds, Tales from the Tavern. Get up to date on oh. the Yeah. Get up to date on the canon with fantasy fiction. Find that thing with books that their friend Josh does, and catch all the guys on continue and five by five. Think of the value, people. Think <laughs> of the value. Can we hear it, Doc? Can we hear it in your voice? Think of the value. Ooh, there it gave is. Me, gave, gave me chills. Fan service. Uh, Fan service. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Those are some great reviews. And again, if you guys want to leave one, just go on iTunes, make an account, or use your own. It's very quick and helps us out a ton. We love you guys for doing so. Uh, you can also reach us on Twitter at GooseBudsPod. We see you guys tweeting about us on there. It means a lot to us. Uh, like John Grindstaff, Nash Rendar. Jack Fish, Brandon Peggett, Johnny Ketchum, Luke Owens, the President of the United States. Thank you very POTUS. much, Obama. Love POTUS that Obama. you have some time to listen to us now. It's uh, weird that his name is POTUS Obama 420. <laughs> uh, it's awesome that his name is POTUS <laughs> Obama 420. I just it's didn't know he'd want to wear his politics on his sleeve like that. Well, but I'm cool at this with point, it. he doesn't have to get reelected, so he can do whatever he That's wants. True, you're right. Legitimately, if Obama changed his Twitter account to just like, blaze real hard like it would be the best thing second term president f that's what he should, that's what he would tweet his last tweet as president should just be legalized <laughs> i would i would salute the american flag 300 times follow-up follow-up tweet from them though says i should clarify i mean robot marriage what <laughs> what did that not <laughs> I was confused for a second. I'm there. confused. He legalized, was a legalized robot marriage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, follow up. Yeah, he adds that tweet and he's like, robot marriage. <laughs> I'm leaving that entire pause in. That's staying in as is. I'm oh, so sorry. Long I was get. completely lost. No, I didn't. didn't That's clar- good, though. It is funny. I didn't clarify. It took uh, me a second. Oh. Guys, any other parting words? Uh, you know what I didn't clarify in this podcast? That, uh, Chad, you actually burned in a fire years ago. <laughs> That's true. I'm a horrifying man uh, that has to stay in dark underground areas now because the sight of me is so terrible. Because you're deaf. Because I'm deaf and society would destroy me. And also uh, the physical touch of anyone hurts me is very so. <laughs> Be cool about fire safety. That's the new. Cool. That's the new slogan is just a burned man. <laughs> you know what just bummed me out, man? What? What's that? I just realized that uh, uh, hearing impaired listeners cannot. Listen Holy to our show. shit! You're right, man. Shit, we, we need get to get on. we got to get someone in here. Someone sign it. Someone so, sign someone this shit. It. Can someone sign Actually, it or make a braille I guess version? You could just write it. I guess you could just transcribe it as. But well. they can't. Oh yeah, or make a braille version. I guess for the blind as well. If someone right. could. I'm so sorry for anyone doing all of the conversions, but it's totally worth it. It and is. it's work that has to be done. <laughs> it's right. <laughs> Did you know that President Obama, before he left office, said everything has to be converted to both Braille? Especially the Goosebuds Especially the Goosebuds podcast. Because I love listening to that when I smoke weed. Then legalize it tweet, and then also the robot marriage tweet, and then he's out. And he refers to us as the Blaze Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Blaze boys. Blaze boys. Blaze boys. Okay, we should leave on that. I think so. Guys, mm-hmm. it's been a pleasure. I'll see you soon. Love you. Thanks for listening. Talk soon, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.